1: Can you hear them, Jimmy?
0: Uh, what am I listening for?
1: Uh, the um, space cadets outside my door. I did not hear them. No, they're very quiet. Well, they're very small. Ah, I they're see. adorable. They're adorable. Yeah, because, you know, we lost a uh, killer attack space cat. It's it been four months ago or so now. Right. You have the two new cadets. I have new cadets. Uh, they have reported for duty and have come aboard, and uh, we are ever so excited, Mrs. Gleep and I. So um, they are um, outside the door right now. They're still too uh, too young to be banished to the garage. So uh, um, they, I'm hoping they won't make too much noise. But um, if you hear if you hear something adorable, those are my
0: kids. And and uh, the names of your uh, your two new space cadets?
1: Uh, Lucy. Um, one of them's female, and the no. other is male. <laughs> yeah, and his name is Egg. Egg. Why isn't it Egg. Lucy and Desi? Um, I that'd been too easy. We did, we did, we did uh, discuss that, but Lucy um, and uh, Egg. Egg. Yeah, he's uh, you know, from uh, John Irving Hotel, New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. You ever read? Ever read that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So we are those guys with ships. We are this is episode. <laughs> <laughs> for one one hundred thirty of our show. This is the Verse Cast. It is the best damn Star Citizen podcast. In this show, we discuss development news to do with the best damn space sim, Star Citizen. Now, today is November seventh, twenty nine forty six. Now, with just enough sense to come in out of the rain. Now, Jimmy, I got to warn you. I got to warn you. It's been almost a month since we last recorded, and I'm a bit <clears throat> punstipated. <laughs> Uh huh.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's, um, we've had a good solid month off, and, uh, hopefully I will remember to hit push to talk every time I talk.
1: (laughs) It's just like riding a bicycle, like shooting trout in a barrel. Okay, well, you know, it's been 10 episodes here, I think, since last time we went through this, but uh, just for, uh, new, uh, new listeners and folks that have maybe found us since. Citizen CitizenCon, um, I definitely want to uh, go through a brief recap of who we are and what this show is about. So this is, as I mentioned, the first cast, and we are Those Guys With Ships, a star citizen gaming community, though we do play other games too. We are gamers and we have short attention spans. Uh, we started doing this podcast and our community podcast, the Those Guys With Ships show, to attract other folks like us to our org so that we would have lots of awesome friends to play Star Citizen with. You can read all about our community at our website. It is versecast.org. Very fun. Go there. Um, This show, um, uh, separate from the Those Guys With Ship show, is our official news and information show. And what that means is we talk about stuff we've heard coming out of CIG, mostly directly, but sometimes stuff that has come out indirectly, too. Um, but what that doesn't mean is that we are a news organization. We are most certainly not that. No. Uh, though, no, we are not. <laughs> <laughs> though we believe the content of our discussions to be mostly factually accurate, please don't take our thoughts and opinions as anything other than what they are. Thoughts and opinions. Half-baked uh, at that. <laughs> If we have time. Um, And we don't talk about everything. Uh, We talk about the stuff we've heard about that we think is the very coolest. Um, And we try to keep it simple. Like, we're all friends sitting around, gathered to talk about the game we have backed and are eagerly awaiting to play. Just like as
0: if we were friends sitting around talking.
1: Yeah. Because that's kind of what we are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. So, anyway, that out of the way, um, let's not uh, dilly dally any longer, Jimmy. We need to get to October subscriber flare. Yes, Jimmy, we have excitement. Another space plant, which I know you love so bad, don't you? Mmm. Too bad it's not actually a space plant. This month's subscriber flare is the Mustang Gamma ship model. This realistic ship model from T- Tankatsu. It's the fried. It's the fried pork cutlet company. Um, Starships, the most trusted name in ship models. It is the fifteenth in a collection of Star Citizen ships display your Mustang Gamma with pride, and then collect other models to complete the display. Now, you know, Jimmy, I don't very often get into my hangar to uh, rearrange uh, the contents. Uh, do you? Well, you know, it's funny. Be-
0: because that system is still being iterated on, because everything's still in flux, um, and because I think it's safe to say all of us are spending more time uh, in Crusader, I'm the same way. I actually, um, I had decorated my hangar, I, like maybe the not this most recent patch, but the patch before is 2.4. And then when they reset it, I just never got around to uh, doing it again. And so I'm actually waiting now for 2.6 and for the next uh, iterative pass on that system to really start to play with it again.
1: Hmm. Well, because I believe at this point you still need to go into your hangar to uh, make changes to ships, like loadouts on the ships. No, you can do that on the landing pad in Crusader. Hmm. Okay. Well, I know that they're doing something in two point six uh, that will make it so you never need to go to your hangar unless you want to, oh, or at okay. least you know sort of bypass uh, the need for it. Well, and, uh, eventually, I'm I'm hoping that
0: they, you know, well, it's not even you know hoping; it's that they'll tie the hangar into the 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 game proper, so mm-hmm. that you always have a place to call home.
1: Right. Right. And it, and it, I think as soon as we get to the point where we can go visit each other's hangars, then decorating is going to make right, you know, more, right. more or is going to be more important.
0: Well, so and, and right now there isn't really any legit functionality either because you you don't have to store your hangars. There is no persistence in that respect or your ships. I'm sorry. You don't have to store your ships in hangar. Uh, mm-hmm. You can't have people over to check out your hangar. And so, and you can't use it for storage, you know what I mean? Like you can't store additional ship parts or any miscellaneous bits. There's no real functionality for the hangar at this point, so it, it makes sense that it's it's not some place that most people are playing right now or hanging out in.
1: Hanging, <laughs> Hanging there. Hanging, yeah, and it's, and I know that in the future, uh, and I forget which show it was that I heard this on, but uh, uh, someone was discussing that at some point in the future, here after probably after launch, uh, the only stuff that's going to be accessible to you in your hangar is the stuff that is actually at your hangar. Yeah, and that makes uh, sense. So, yeah, so you're not going to, you know, you can have, um, you can have a uh, Mustang Gamma ship model uh, because it is my favorite space plant. Uh, but, if you only have one of them, you have to put it in one place you can 't you know any place that you go where you 're storing stuff it 's not going to be available to you to to put it there yeah so.
0: this i mean this gives clear and obvious purpose to a hanger right right it 's going to be it 's going to be
1: what a hanger is for <laughs> right As, hanging your stuff hanging hang and hanging with your friends all right well, um you know Jimmy since the citizen con and you know it's it 's got it it 's been It'll be a month. I know. After tomorrow, seems like yesterday. It does. Um, Oh, we had a good time, didn't we? We did. We had a great time. Um, Yeah, because I haven't talked to you since then. No, no, no. And it was, it was. Well, I mean, we've talked. Yeah, we haven't talked. Yeah,
0: but it was a lot of fun, and it was really great, and I loved hanging out with Mark, and uh, it was great to have Mark here at the house, and uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was, it was really cool because it's like you know you have an opportunity to hang out with people in in person in real life, and. you know, it's you know each other from doing the podcast for as long as we've done it, uh, but to actually hang out with everybody in person, um, there, there's an intimacy there uh, that was really nice.
1: Yes, yes, agreed. It was it was fabulous to be able to. Uh, oh, we, we we just went right past the handshakes to hugs, didn't we? Totally. Yep, but you know it's California, so that, that kind that's, of
0: that's it's what you do in LA. Everybody hugs everybody. I don't know we why, do that. but that's just what we do.
1: <laughs> they 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 tell you about that when you move there. Uh-huh. So they hand you a little card that say, "You know, get ready. Here they come." huh. All right. Well, but anyway, since the Citizen Con, um, you know, we haven't had a whole lot of major stuff coming out of uh, CIG. There's been there's been stuff to talk about for sure um, but no, necessarily new stuff there was some some recap stuff a lot of recap stuff but not necessarily any new stuff Uh, so you know I took a chance uh, uh, I took the opportunity and availed myself of some of the lore and found some cool stuff uh, that I thought we might yeah because I know you're a fan of the lore and the space plants I can talk lore let's talk lore let's talk lore so anyway we had um, uh, since then uh, three I think it is Loremakers Guides to the Galaxy. Uh, and we will start off in Pyro, which I think is a cool name for a system. And uh, that episode, uh, which may actually have come out just before uh, CitizenCon, but uh, it was hosted by Sherry Heiberg. And uh, it's got smuggling, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. So it sounds, you know, right off the top, it sounds like a fun place to go. Oh, eh? yeah, for me, absolutely. Yep. It is an unclaimed system home to pirates, rogues, scoundrels. You <laughs> see what I did there? I did. I did. <laughs> and the star at its center is volatile and prone to massive flares. Yes. Um, and this system was the basis for a level of Wing Commander. Did you know that? I did not know that, no. Uh, you know, I never played through the Wing Commander games. I mean, I played played them a little bit, but not certainly not enough to uh, to remember that. So um, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, all the planets in the system are uninhabitable, but and most of them aren't very interesting. However... Pyro Six is very interesting. Now, this is because it is there is a station that orbits it. It's called Ruin Station, um, and um, it used to. Um, I guess you, I bet you didn't know this that it used to be a Gold Horizon trans. Or, I'm sorry, terraforming platform. You probably did know that, didn't of you? Of course, I did. Please, All right. sorry. Um, and uh, so, control of this station seems to pass back and forth between rival gangs of ruffians, but. The station does have a bar with seats you can sit in.
0: Well, technically, in lore, <laughs> every place has a seat you can sit in.
1: As opposed to...
0: The actual game where you cannot sit on anything
1: yet. That is not true. Or you could sit, sh- not... sit in your ship. I There is a captain's chair in uh, the Gemini, which you can sit in. Mm-hmm. If you have a Gemini. Universal, do.
0: universal seats for all.
1: I'm a backer. Damn it, I I deserve that seat. That's right. All right. So anyway, according to Sherry, Ruin Station is an excellent place to make connections with scum and villainy. It's kind of like Moss Eisley Spaceport in space. You'll never so, um, find a more wretched hive of scum and
0: villainy. We must be cautious.
1: It's just like he's here Um, So remind me Jimmy um, Has the Quantum Drive gone to Pyro yet? Very briefly um, Quantum Drive uh, episode 3
0: I make reference of it very briefly Episode 4 I was actually heading that way Before the um, Before the assault on Vega And then Mm -hmm. uh, episode five, uh, I stop very briefly. I don't talk a whole lot about it um, to pick up some items uh, to uh, deliver throughout the verse. Uh, It is actually a station that I do want to spend a little bit more time on. I just don't know if I'm going to revisit
1: it in season three or further down the line. No. Okay, cool. Um, And do you suppose that there is any truth to the rumor that Pyro is home system to that scariest of 1980s anomalies the Perry Stop it. We will make great pets. This is not
0: porno for Pyros. This is just Pyro.
1: <laughs> and yes, we will make great pets. We will. All right. Well, next uh, we move from Pyro on uh, from the wretched hive of scum and villainy that is Pyro. We next go to the home of the UEE Navy and Marines. Yes, Killian. Ta-da. Now, this is apparently the safest system. So, Jimmy, I will be spending a lot of time here. And I will not be. I'm safe. Yes, we all
0: know. Well, here's the thing. You'll be spending as much time there as you can until I sucker you into doing something that you don't know is illegal which is my That's whole true. mission in life in that game is to sucker you into something. And yes, I know I'm giving away I, mean, I know I'm showing my hand right now, but I'm going to we're going to go and do some very normal, very legit things and, and once you no longer suspect I'm going to l- loop you in and rope you into something very illegal.
1: <sighs> mhm. Mhm.
0: You're also unwittingly going to probably be the, um, if you do continue along the path of being a doctor, you will probably Mm. be the crime syndicate portion of our organization's doctor. So you might as well get used to having a little bit of uh, uh, maybe a pinky toe, if you will, um, in the dark side. Oh, wow. Deal with it.
1: Hold me. Well, anyway, this episode, I look forward to it. But this episode was hosted by Adam Weiser. Adam Weezer? Weiser. Okay, Weezer Weezer's the, the band, right? Correct. Weiser's the guy. Okay. Right. And did you know that the Killian system is only a hop skip and two short jumps from Sol? I did. Yeah, you're gonna you, you know
0: all these answers. Mm-hmm. And for those of you yeah. that don't know, Sol is our current where humans reside right now solar system, uh, where we have Earth and uh you know jupiter and mars and venus and yada 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 third rock from the sun and all that stuff uh that is the soul system
1: yes and killian has 14 planets i was i was trying to count them in my head but that it exploded that's a lot of planets mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so now the soul as different from terra now, is Terra a planet or is it a system or both?
0: No, Terra is a system, uh, and then yes, there is uh, Terra. There is a planet, Terra, which is a super Earth, uh, and the uh, Terra is more centrally located to the rest of the universe. So mm-hmm. they've kind of come along as like the next Earth, and there's a lot of contention between Earth in the solar system and Terra on in the Terra system as to who is you know the the rightful uh, capital. Of mm-hmm. uh, of humanity, you know, Earth being kind of the old uh, and uh, Tara being the new.
1: And so is that kind of like the whole uh, East Coast, West Coast rap battle thing? Yes, I, it's exactly like that. Ooh, which one are we? Oh, we're the West Coast. West Coast. Oh, man, I, I don't know. I like Public Enemy.
0: Oh, Public Enemy is a great band. Yeah, but they're East Coast. Well, you Be whatever coast you want to be. If you're going to hang out in Killian, <laughs> that can be East Coast, Okay.
1: Yay! There you you go.
0: Big clock.
1: (laughs) All right. So, um. But you don't want to fight the power. (laughs) Yeah, no. uh, I'm I'm having a hard time Uh with public enemy references. Uh huh. I'll get back to you on that. Okay. Okay. So, but one even thing 14 planets. I think what is most interesting about the Killian system is the diversity of its planets. It has, you know, it has, of course, you know this, it has three planets which are all sharing the same orbit. Um, one of which is a gas giant. The other two are rocky proto-planets. And there's a Sylvester Stallone joke in there somewhere, but I just didn't have time. Um, and it's got a lava planet and an ocean planet, which is both beautiful and deadly. Uh, the ocean is toxic and extremely corrosive to ship and in spacesuits alike. Cowabunga, dude. Planet MacArthur... Is home to the UEE Navy, and Corin is an ice planet and home base to the UEE Marines. Um, and apparently, the army is headquartered someplace else. Now, don't in our current system, and it's not Crusader. What, what is there? What is our current system? It's, is it Crusader? Yeah, it's Crusader. I thought the planet was Crusader. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're, you're correct. Um, Stanton is the actual Stanton, system. Yes. So in Stanton there is an ice planet, and I forget which one that is. Do you remember? No. But they keep talking about it being similar to Hoth.
0: Um, Um, It's going to be one of the industrial... All the planets are owned by corporations. Um, For the life of me, I can't remember specifically
1: uh, which planet or what corporation owns that planet. Okay. Um, But anyways, because the reason I'm asking is I guess that... um, there is going to be – this ice planet Corin is going to be where the where the Marines are. And it's supposed to be – there's like some deal that if, once you join the Marines, you have to basically do boot camp on the surface of this planet, and it's just like horrendous. So I guess if you're able to survive uh, six months on this planet, that you're tough enough to be a UEE Marine. So, um, But anyway, um, uh, the reason I bring it up is Microtech. because I'm wondering – Oh, okay, okay. That's that's the the Hoth-like
0: planet, uh, Stanton Four. Yeah, it's what it seems to be anyway. Microtech, uh, largest and generally uh, is a large and generally cold planet. Uh, the temperature is the result of uh, an era during UEE ter- uh, terraforming process. Yada
1: yada 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 yada. But. So, mm -hmm. and so, but my question is, do you think that we're going to spend any time um, on this planet or on MacArthur, which is the home of the Navy, uh, in Squadron 42? I would say yes. Um, I think that uh, we'll probably,
0: it's a very good likelihood that we might start out uh, in, uh, in the Killian system.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, because I think that when you, because um, when we start in Squadron 42, we're a trainee, right? We're a cadet. Well, you would think so. Uh, you know, I think that it, it probably cadets. lends itself to,
0: you know, going through the tutorial uh, and being kind of a, a rookie, um, you know, fresh, you know, fresh, a fresh recruit, if you will.
1: Because mm-hmm. uh, my understanding is that uh, recruits for the Navy uh, do their, their boot camp or, or, or a naval equivalent thereof um, on MacArthur, so I'm wondering if we won't start somewhere near there, or have at least some some connection to that. It's possible um,
0: we may we may head back that way. Who knows?
1: And if if that is the case, also are these planets like? Are and this is something that I you know I, I it occurred to me, and I thought, God, how do I not know this? Are we going to be able to play military roles as careers in Star Citizen? Uh, I don't think they've really made any formal announcement about that,
0: uh, so I I don't know. Uh, I, I, I that's a really good question, dude. Because I mean, is Mark going to be able to be a Marine? You know, I don't I I don't I, I don't think so right now. They haven't made any mention of in enlisting, if you will, and being um, in service. I mean, you've got mercenaries, and you could role-play a mercenary who was formerly part of the UEE, uh, you know, part of the military. But I don't recall off the top of my head any sort of this is a career path, this is a profession that you can take. Um, None none of that's been announced. Does it seem like it's possible? Sure. But I don't know how they would kind of tie your rank to the you know the hier- hierarchy of the um, of the military or you know how you'd make your way through that. Uh, so I I don't I don't know because I haven't heard them say anything about that.
1: Much uh, easier other than doing a single player game. Yeah,
0: other than Squadron Forty Two, it seems to me that right. Squadron Forty Two is where you do your military time. Um, at least that's kind of what's been implied, and then Star Citizen proper is after you've mustered out. And I know Chris has mentioned you know mustering out quite a bit, so I, I would say that at this point, unless an announcement has been made otherwise, that no, you probably can't have a, a, a continuing career in the military in Star Citizen proper um, beyond Squadron Forty Two. Hmm.
1: No, oh, that's too bad. I mean, I, I hope maybe someday we'll get there, but maybe I think that, yeah. that's. Because I guess there's supposed to be a crazy number of people living in um, in the, the Killian system. So I was wondering if there's going to be player housing, you know, and if you're a member of the military, would you have player housing on these military planets? Um, and, um, you know, would we be able to go visit our friends uh, there and, and um, uh, you know, to cool, cool mi-
0: military stuff? Well, I think we're going to see, you know, it, it's a tough call because while we're going to have procedurally generated planets... I do think that there are going to be some planets that are going to be restricted. Like for example, if you go to Killian, you may not be able to land. Because uh, the thing is, they have to design it. And so, if the system is in play, uh, place, but the planet, uh, the military base hasn't been designed, they may just basically deny you clearance to land on the planet. You know, um, right? Or potentially deny you the ability to to well, yeah, land on the planet because it's a military base. On the planet, they may not want you to land on the planet anywhere. And I have a feeling that that's going to be, and I don't want, I I use this term loosely, but I have a feeling that that's going to be a cheat going forward as they start populating um, different systems and really expanding the verse beyond Stanton, where, you know, things that are not ready yet, um, planets that will have very specific landing zones. Um, may not you may not have the ability or the clearance to land on those planets yet, or land in those particular zones. So I'm not really sure how they're going to play that yet. But you know, if there's a, if there's a planet that is you know recently discovered or has nothing on it, then yeah, that's easy as as far as procedurally generating that planet goes. But if you've got planets that are very specific to the system that are populated planets that have, Mm -hmm. you know, landing zones, uh, those planets, if they're not ready, you're not going to be able to land on them.
1: Well, I think that one of the mechanics they they have talked about is that. You will, if you can attempt to land on a planet where you're not supposed to go, and what will happen is you'll get a warning, and they'll try to they'll wave you off. Right, right, right. If you keep going, then what they will do is take control of your ship and force you down to land where they want you to land, and. I'm, you know, role play that after you land, you know, either they 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 find you, they arrest you, or you know, you get a warning and say, okay, you can leave now. If you veer off of the course, you will be shot down. Yeah,
0: no, absolutely. I, I would imagine that. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely see something like that. I don't think every single planet. In every single system, is going to you're going to be able to land on initially. Uh, maybe eventually, once they're able to build out the infrastructure on populated planets. But I think initially, some of those planets are you're just you know it's going to kind of be like a, you know we're still building it. So you know, in fiction, you're just denied the ability to land there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, and uh, the third system that we uh, we. Uh, were introduced to was one that we had already met. Ha uh, Lair. Um, it of course is the system, which is the home of Lair Three, the planet from the Homestead demo, which we saw at CitizenCon and, and the location of Quantum Drives Season Three Opener. Oh my! Now, are are uh, dare I pry? Uh, the system or the planet? The planet.
0: Ooh. I, I, okay. I, I will be revealing that uh, that that is where you were hiding. When uh, I, I, when I was I, using I that. when I was using the um, the Herald, my Herald, as a return beacon from Van space. space, ah,
1: I see. I was above layer three. Uh huh. Uh-huh. It's very pretty. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no wonder. No wonder I had so much fun. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, taking into consideration the history of the system, there are, I thought, some interesting parallels to the novel Heart of Darkness, uh, or folks may know it as the movie Apocalypse Now. Um, A fellow by the name of Dr. Fael was sent to the unclaimed system to settle it. um, In other words, terraform it. He subsequently went all winky in the head. Then he, along with workers under him, took over a planet and thwarted the forces sent in to take it back. And their descendants still live there today. Very Kurtzian, Jimmy, don't you think? Very Kurtzian. Thank you. And Jimmy, uh, of course you know. I'm not going to stop asking, did you know? Uh, The worms which occupy Layer 3 are known as the Valakar. That I actually did not know. Yay, I learned you something. It's true. About the lore. (laughs) Um, And they, those, the big worms, the Valakar, I have to pronounce it properly, Valakar, there's two Ks. They keep those that live on the planet limited to temporary settlements. Bands of nomads, like the ones we saw in the demo, um, are forced to remain on the move in order to stay ahead of them worms. Now, um, I wonder how permanent that javelin wreck we saw was. Um, and now, I think we know that it had been there for some period of time. Because um, I'm guessing, you know, if those worms wanted to destroy that, as big as they are, they could, you know, do some belly flops on top of it and, um, and uh, smash it all up worse than it was. But... Um, Anyway, I thought that was interesting, um, you know, sort of context or, you know, for the the planetary, the social culture of the planet is basically you got to keep moving. Um, so, I very cool. Apocalypse Now, Dune, all that in the same system. You know, how is that not winning? So, we should, well, we, we should go there. We are going there soon. How, how many weeks now? I watched a worm crawl across the edge
0: of a straight razor. That's my dream, that's my nightmare, crawling, slithering, along the edge of a straight Razor. Thank you, thank you, thank Bravo. you. Thank Bravo, you. Uh, I'd Bravo. I'd like to thank my mom and my dad for always believing in me. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was, I.
1: It was like Brando was
0: here. I um I was fascinated uh, with the uh, Homestead video. And, um, you know, again, CIG does a a wonderful job of capturing the imagination. And, you know, to date, they are showing, they're they're backing that up with content. Uh, You know, granted, we're still waiting on 2.6, but you can see in 2.5 where they're going. And so when I saw the Homestead trailer, it immediately started sending up all sorts of ideas for Quantum Drive, um, at least for the opening few episodes. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to be spending a couple of episodes uh, really kind of um, playing with the lore that was established uh, in uh, the Homestead uh, teaser.
1: Cool. And and how many weeks out are we from uh, the next season? We are currently,
0: oh, let's see, what... Uh, we're about about six weeks, six to seven oh, okay. weeks out uh, before we come back with season three. So you're
1: looking like right about before Christmas? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yay, Santa's here. All right, cool. Okay, so um, anyway, I thought that was a nice little a little uh, uh, dive into some of the lore there. Very uh, very interesting stuff. Um, and as the game gets closer, I, I I get more interested in this kind of stuff because you know I can read about it now, but I'll forget about it if unless I can like you know go do it. So well, it's funny. Like that's one of
0: one of the inspirations for Quantum Drive was my desire to learn the lore and being able to take that lore and put it to stories. Um, has helped me really kind of start to digest uh, the vastness of the of of the star systems uh, universe.
1: Yeah, that uh, how, that's a perfect way to do it. Yeah, yeah. it really
0: is because you're you're you know if you can't play the game, then you know if you're able to put together stories in your mind based on you know I pull up the star map and and I tend to plot a route and then from there I will pick out the systems that have the interesting bits and explore that and and dive into that lore and and add it to the the story that I'm
1: creating. It's very cool. It's very cool. All right, well, so enough for the lore for now, but we will be back. Um and so let's move on to some interesting stuff from the official contents. So many episodes. So many perhaps, episodes. Perhaps none more important than the Around the verse, special edition Star Citizen The Road to Citizen Con. Now, Jimmy, uh, we did do um, uh, a show uh, since Citizen Con. Um, I did a show, a community show with um, uh, Dietrich and Amontillado, and we did talk about this then, but I definitely wanted to get your take on it too. Um, real briefly to recap, my feeling is that it was uh, an informative look behind the development curtain at CIG and a perfect. Response to the disappointment stemming from the Squadron Forty Two demo we were expecting to see um, at Citizen Combat but we didn't get. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, also, you know, some nice FaceTime for some guy named Jimmy and uh, them sweet, sweet those guys with ship shirts, huh? Oh, I was all over that video, wasn't I? <laughs> you were. That's amazing. Were. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what, what did you um, what did you think about the video? And then also, what did you think about? Um, about uh, showing up in it, were you were you kind of surprised or was you delighted? Um, uh, take us back, Jimmy. I wasn't surprised. I know. I,
0: I learned from my wife how to talk in sound bites. I knew they were going to use me. Please.
1: <laughs> Actually, no. I'm just kidding.
0: I was totally surprised uh, to find out I was in the video, and I thought it was really cool. Um, but going backtracking a little bit to to before we got to that point, um, it was a very interesting video to watch. Uh, how hard the team was working. Uh, and the tough decision to to cut certain aspects of the presentation at the last minute, uh, mm-hmm. you know, really kind of, again, drew the curtain back and gave you an opportunity to see what was really going on and, and how the presentation sh- shook out the way that it did and why certain aspects were missing and why certain aspects were there. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and, and how about the little snippets we got to see um, of, uh, of the of the game Uh uh, of the vertical slice. I mean, I thought it was visually very impressive.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, sometimes you know, you just, uh, everyone's working so hard to get that done, and sometimes you just can't overcome some of those blockers in time.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, because they're... Their doing new stuff. They're inventing things, you know. And sometimes, you know, you, yeah, it should take me this long to invent the light bulb, but I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, you know, stuff doesn't fall together like you think it, it should. But um, um, anyway, I thought it was good. Um, great exposure uh, you know for yourself and then also for our group and uh, on top of you know some some good information and um, I thought uh, as I said uh, the perfect response to uh, uh, some of uh, uh, the communities the greater community's disappointment uh, for not yeah. seeing the the demo they were expecting it's
0: it's tough it's like you know I've I've spent a fair bit of time talking to to a few of the developers there um, Steve Bender you know being one of them and Steve is just such a great genuine guy you know mm-hmm. um, you can tell in in that little uh, snippet that he's how enthusiastic he is for the project you know the impression that I get from from Steve is that when developing this game it's not what can you get done in this limited time frame because we have a release window it's what can you get done okay great what more can you do after that And Steve seems to be one of the members of that team that's just like, okay, challenge accepted. And Mm -hmm. really throws himself into what he does in regards to animation in the game. And Mm -hmm. to just... I wish that everybody that was a backer of the game could just spend a couple of minutes talking to just one of the developers um, on that staff. Uh, Because there's, there's so much passion, there's so much drive, there's so much... Genuine enthusiasm for for the project and for creating something truly unique and something truly new, and it's just like yeah, there there was a disappointment, um, you know, in in some aspects of the presentation, and yeah, you know, I know some people are frustrated that two point six isn't out yet, but if you take a minute to talk to you know somebody from that development staff, you know, you get a real sense of. The passion and how hard they're working. And I think that mm-hmm. the Road to Citizen Con is a great illustration of that. It pulls the curtain back a little bit to show, you know, if you can't, obviously every backer can't take five minutes and talk to a developer uh, to get that kind of personal read. But mm-hmm. it, watching the Road to Citizen Con really speaks to like my conversations with people, you know, like Steve. Um, mm-hmm. that there is a passion and there is a drive there. And unfortunately, sometimes things just don't work out in the timeline that they want them to work out in.
1: Yeah, yeah. and um, uh, But I, I think that the, one of the things that stood out the most was what you just said, is that um, anyone that, that watched that video cannot possibly come away from it and – believe that they're not working at 150 percent oh they're they're they're
0: killing themselves you know they're they're doing everything they can to create this game and you know the one big thing another takeaway um you know is that you hear things like we we bring an idea to chris and chris goes oh this is fantastic okay what if you added this and added that and did this and put this in there and made this happen and they walk Mm -hmm. away with this kind of sense of of feeling a bit overwhelmed but then they, they dive in and they and they create something that is beyond the scope that they had originally intended and pushes the envelope and in some cases brings something
1: new to the development of the game. That's how the awesome happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but you know, to to, to be fair, um, we don't believe, or at least I don't believe, that they're working like that all the time. I mean, that was the push to the demo for citizen
0: yeah no i think uh, you know i think generally speaking there are a lot of long hours there is a lot of uh time and work you know sunk 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 into the game like any other game development company um but yeah i think that the the road to citizen con uh really kind of pushed them to the very very limits as far as trying to get that work done in time for the presentation
1: yeah, I mean, because poor Bender is talking to bugs. I mean, you just don't want that. Yeah, exactly. You,
0: exactly. You, you want to, you, you, he needs to back off a little but bit. Yeah, didn't get like, to take a nap
1: or something, you know. Yeah, ben, Bender, take a nap. Yeah, eat a sandwich, <laughs> take a nap. Come on, Steve. Yeah. That's right. Put the bug down. <laughs> All right. So, um, and then, uh, well, they did it kind of in reverse order. So, we actually got Reverse the Verse Special Edition, uh, and this was the week after Citizen mm-hmm. first, and then we got the um, uh, the Road to Citizen one. But um, in the Reverse the Verse uh, post-Citizen Con Special Edition, wow, what a panel. We had Eric Chiron Davis, John Erskine, Brian Chambers, Tony Zervek, Aaron, and Chris Wa- Roberts Woo! If you haven't already, do watch this. I mean, it's always fun to hear the big dogs talk and shop. And uh, I feel like it it gives us, um, videos like this give us a unique insight we don't normally get when listening to these guys individually or when they're being interviewed by mere mortals. Um, um, You know, you get these big... Big brains all in the same place. They have big brain conversations. You know, they don't have they don't have a big brain talking to a, a small brain trying to translate down. You know, so which I, I think is very cool. Um, that all being said, uh, the thing that made my little head go all RCA dog was the a point that Aaron made near the end. Uh, he reminded us that what we saw in the Homestead demo. Was the product of a relatively small group of developers and was accomplished in a very short period of time. So, like what we saw in in the in the uh, in the, uh, the ATV video, you know, it was that you know that that relatively small group of people working extremely hard for a very short period of time. CIG is much bigger and uh, its accomplishments are much greater than the little bit we've seen. Um, so, you know, if you just take a step back and just think about it. They got a lot of, uh, of awesome that they are, are building that we haven't even seen yet. I mean, you know, uh, for example, uh, it's been a couple, a little bit more than a year now that we had the, uh, uh, the asset leak um, uh, uh, via Disco's terminal uh, where we saw all this stuff. We had no idea even existed. So um, uh, remember that that's out there, too. Um, you know, the, the ships, the weapons, the stations, character model, model stuff, all the things and it's all coming and it's all coming to us so um, uh, makes me all warm and fuzzy.
0: I just uh, honestly still very much blown away by um, what we can expect to see in 3.0. Uh, mm-hmm. You know 2.6 is going to be a great patch uh, but what we have coming in 3.0 is is really in my opinion a full you know a full first pass at Star Citizen proper in the Stanton system. Uh, to have the procedurally generated planets, to have, you know, more missions, to have more uh, interconnectivity um, between, you know, planets in the system is going to be huge, you know. Um, and I'm I'm so excited for 3.0. I don't think we'll see it until, you know,
1: first quarter 2017, but I'm yeah. very excited for that patch. Yes, yes. That's going to be... That's going. I know we said it before, but that's going to be when it's it really becomes a game.
0: Yeah, I, absolutely, absolutely, and and yeah. you know I would say that we'll definitely see uh, two point six before the year is over. Um, you know, I, hopefully sooner rather than later. I know that um, it's in with the Evocati, and I know that you know that they're doing a fair bit of testing, but I, I do think that given what we've seen in the current release cycle that between now and the end of year, we'll see 2.6, and then first quarter uh, 20, uh, 2017, we'll see 3.0. And then hopefully, uh, it, logic would dictate that we'll start to see patches coming in a little bit quicker at that point.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, according to the roadmap, they're they're planning for roughly one a quarter. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And getting yeah. through, I mean, we, we saw with CitizenCon a... a All of next year's roadmap, basically.
1: Yes, yes. All the way through 4.0, which they're anticipating is going to be at the end of next year. Right. So So, first or second quarter 2018. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we've got a bunch more episodes, so let's go through these quickly here. Uh, In episode 3.10 of Around the Verse, we were in the UK. and We saw that javelin. So in, uh, in the ship shape, we learned... That the intention for its appearance in the Homestead demo was to make it look like it had been there for years, um, and it may have, and it may be only a small surprise that inspiration for that scene was taken from Jakku in Episode Seven, and also from Mad Max: Fury Road, which I still haven't seen yet. I need, I need to, I need to check that out. So
0: two things, um, yeah, duh, not a surprise to anybody that the inspiration was drawn from both of them, most notably Star Wars. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you had to live under a rock to not see that. Uh, and then, thing number two is you absolutely must see Mad Max: Fury Road because it is spectacular. All right, I will do that. Challenge accepted. Chris it, said that. You know what's funny is that the, the movie is like it, it is the best of of an action genre. There is very little dialogue. Um, there is great action sequences, and it's beautifully shot. It's right. in Look my this-
1: opinion, it's it's a perfect action movie. Oh, excellent, excellent. Well, I, I, before next time, I will have seen it, and we can discuss. Excellent. All right. Now, apparently, the devs had a really good time putting uh, the Javelin together, mostly because they're used to building nice, shiny, uh, makes-you-want-to-own-one ships. Um, and I guess the change of pace inherent in developing um, a wreck made things extra interesting for them, so that's kind of cool. Um, then in uh, Reverse the Verse 2.10, we're still in the UK, Disco interviewed vehicle artist director Nathan Deersley about that Javelin and some other stuff. And someone asked if we will see a non-busticated Javelin in the engine anytime soon, which I, I think is is we've seen the Javelin twice now. Is that right? In the engine twice? Just in the this demo? And then wasn't that a Javelin that we saw when um, Nathan did Flying over did No, 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 no. That was an Idris. Uh, The one that was an ATV not that long ago, a couple months ago, where Nathan was, and it was kind of the first time that we really got to meet Nathan in depth, and he was talking about, uh, I think it was the sounds. Um, And you remember there was like all the dripping water. It was a wreck, and there was all the dripping water and the the, the flashing lights and all that. Vaguely, yeah. That was either, I I think it was a javelin or it was... uh, um, an Idris. but anyway, what uh, Nathan said is that uh, that's, uh, that's all up to Chris. Um, and then apparently there are two areas within the ship that are left still to, to be finished and um, uh, so perhaps uh, maybe soon TM. But anyway, uh, very, very cool um, ship. I know a couple of the guys in our org have one and I know uh, I know uh, I forget whether it was Matt or Richard that has one, uh, but he was very excited when he saw that uh, um, when we were at Citizen Con. So that was very cool. All right. We got the October Subscribers Town Hall, and this was hosted by Disco when we heard from Sean Tracy, Forrest Stefan, and Eric Chiron Davis. Uh, the Polaris, a couple of, of facts here I thought were kind of interesting. The Polaris is confirmed to have size 10 launchers. Sweet, buttery crap. That is the, uh, the, that is a, quite a punch. Quite a punch. Those are Big. Mm-hmm. So, can you imagine how, and it holds like 20 of them. Can you imagine how expensive it's going to be to reprovision that ship? Oh, yeah. Ship? Uh, the female avatar, they are working on it and they are making it right. Um, they could have simply cloned the male avatar, but that wouldn't work long time. So, it's taking more time for them to do it right the first time. Because, Jimmy, I didn't know if you knew this. Male and female bodies are different. Oh, yeah. Let me pop open a fine bottle of Carvathier and uh, <laughs> wait patiently for the lady. Yes, patience. Just a little bit. I can't do a good Axel. I wish I could. Um, cores. Uh, now, this I thought was very interesting. For those of us interested in planning our next rig to be our forever Star Citizen rig, I mean, computer rig I'm talking about, like it's even possible, Um Um, We now know for certain that more cores will be better, uh, more important or more so than processor speed. So instead of locking in an eight core processor now, it may behoove us to wait for the price on 10 core processors to drop or for an even better option to become available. Uh, because you know, we've still got a couple years probably before the actual launch, 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 launch happens. So, um, I thought that that was a useful bit of information to uh, to stick in the back of my head. Well, they also dropped
0: the rig specs um, for the Homestead demo uh, at uh, at CitizenCon, and mm-hmm. I forget I forget all of the bits and pieces on the spec, but I do remember them saying that it was like one. Uh, 1070 or 11080 was all that they had in the machine that was uh that was running that demo.
1: It's in the uh, October monthly report and I'm scrolling, 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 trying to find it. But I believe you're correct. It was 11080 if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it did have 64 gig of RAM, which I thought was kind of interesting. I don't know if it's utilizing all of that. Uh, but um, it did have a, a beefy i7, which I believe is 8 cores. Uh-huh well um, that the the optimization to utilize uh, more cores is not in the game yet but that's that's their plan they want to they want to split it up across uh, uh, virtual processors as much as possible oh my gosh it's in there but I couldn't find it so my anyway, uh, but
0: my, my new machine totally capable mm-hmm. of running star citizen even in
1: two years from now good for you sir very excited very excited yes, yes. well I, I had a my Current computer is five years old, and it was it was pretty beefy when I got it. So, the upgrading just to the to the 1060 graphics card, I think, is going to get me to that point. And then at that point, I got I'm gonna have to um, uh, like sell my car or something. But yeah, no, I'll I, fig-
0: I, I I'll figure something. Well, out. it's funny. I my previous rig was the same thing. It was about five years old. The last rig that I had built was in anticipation of uh, Knights of the Old Republic. And so you know it was a bit dated and and even that rig ran Star Citizen pretty well. Um, the new rig I've got now is um, VR compatible, and so I've got a 10, uh, 1070 in it, and I've got 64 gigs of RAM. and so it's a pretty screaming beast. And what I'm hoping is that you know it, it, let's say the game comes out in two years, all I'll really need to do is just pop in you know whatever the newest hottest graphics card is and, and be good to go. There you go. There you go.
1: Um, so, all other stuff in the um, in the uh, town hall, um, you know, as with all of these, uh, there's um, um, uh, we suggest you, you check it out and listen for yourselves. I'm, I'm sure there's stuff that that I missed, but uh, as I said, uh, it's things that make me uh, go "huh" that uh, I tend to make notes about here. So, definitely check out the rest of it. Uh, in ATV 3.11, we move on to Frankfurt, and it is hosted by Sandy Gartner and. Uh, Forrest Stefan, and I think the biggest question then, and still on everyone's mind, or at least mine, is where is that 2.6? Well, the word last week as of the ATV was that they were making good progress. The Avocados were testing the flight model changes, and they were doing internal play tests of Star Marine, and that those were going well. In uh, behind the scenes, we got a more in depth look at the tech behind the homestead demo, and as always, there were little visual nuggets for our eyeballs to enjoy along with all them words. Um, though we know Jimmy, sometimes we don't want to, um, or I don't uh, want to see too much of the work in progress stuff because um, it's it's not always that exciting to see you know how how it looks when it's broken um, as opposed to just experiencing the magic of the finished product without. Knowing everything that went into getting it to that point, but that you know maybe I'm just different. It's like you know the the making of movies like The Lord of the Rings. You know, like I never watch any of the making of stuff, or I, I watch a little bit of it. And I'm like, oh my god, that kind of ruins it for me because I just <laughs> well, you're, you're you've backed the wrong game then. Because it's all about you
0: know transparent uh, game development,
1: right? But I, oh, it's absolutely. I mean, but I, it's all you about know, you, watching the sausage get made. Well, no. It's about seeing the concept art and going, "Yeah, I want one of those." Um, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's not necessarily seeing how they debug the guy mopping the floor. You know, I, I, I don't. I don't. But listen, ah! the guy mopping the floor needs to be debugged. He does need that. Yes. Yes. I don't need to watch it though. And
0: nobody. Nobody wants you know a Westworld situation where you know a guy's smashing in his own
1: head with a rock. Nobody wants that. Well, maybe I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Um, then in RTV two point one one again it's still in Frankfurt. Uh, it's hosted by Brian Chambers and he has plus three golden locks of arcane focus. Thank <laughs> what? you. Thank you. As a D anD D reference. Uh huh. Um, okay. Um, and so Brian spoke to environmental artist Pascal Puller and director of Cinematics Hannes Apple. Um, so if you're interested in getting deep down into the deets of how you do that, um, then by all means, uh, do check that out. Hannes um, Apple is such a cool name. Isn't that a cool name? That's a cool that name. A cool, you know, and he's, um, I don't know if you saw the episode, um, but he um, he looks like um, uh, he would be a perfect, uh, if they ever like reboot, um, what was the um, Nakatomi Tower, uh, 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 Bruce Willis, um, Die Hard. If they ever reboot Die Hard, he would make a perfect, you know, uh, villain. (laughs) Of course he would. Yeah. Um, Okay, and then in episode uh, 3.12 of ATV, just this last week, again, uh, well, actually not again, but uh, hosted by uh, Sandy again and uh, her hubby, Chris. Uh, we're still looking for some sign of the 2.6 on the horizon, and they're still working on it. Uh, I, some interesting facts, though. Um, 800 Evocati are testing that flight model. Nice, that's pretty. Okay, yeah, and they're spread out all over the world. I forget, you know, the statistics. There's like you know, 18 different countries. No, no, some crazy number of countries, different countries, and 18 different languages spoken, which is is interesting. Um. And they've got uh, dedicated FPS specialists who are testing that Star Marine. Nice. I wonder, again, if uh, Star Marine may not go to Evocati or before going to PTU.
0: It's very possible. I, you know, the thing is, like, uh, I think we all agree uh, that Star Marine has to be tight out of the box. It's got to be a home run out of the box to mm-hmm. to get that player involved with Star Citizen. Uh, it, it explains why it's taken so long to come out. It explains why the the base concept is currently in Crusader. You know, it's it's FPS at its at, at hopefully at its finest. So they really want to get it right, and they really want it to just shine when it goes live.
1: Yeah, yeah. So and it's, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if if it, we didn't have to. I guess I, I'm trying to be optimistic and say that just because it hasn't gone to Evocati yet doesn't mean that it's necessarily way before far behind. Right. And, you know, they may release 2.6 without it
0: and do like a 2.6.1, you know. Uh, Could be. That, that releases Star Marine separately. That's entirely possible, too. Uh, well, they, you know, they want it perfect. It's, it's
1: obvious that they want it to be perfect and and for obvious reasons. So, Well, I think for PR reasons, it would be unlikely for them to release it it, to not release it with 2.6. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, because, cause, you know, if if they said we're holding it off till the next... Oh, God. Oh, no. Uh, it, right. It's canceled again. Right. KS it's canceled. Yeah. Exactly. It's been yeah. scrapped again. Yeah, so... Anyway, but it's going to have uh, more tactical FPS, and uh, we're going to get a refactored lobby system. And I don't know if you have uh, seen the snap of that in the monthly report, but that's a, uh, it looks very cool. The uh, lobby system. And I guess the way that this is going to work is that we're going to group up first and then join a game, which I think is love for our group. Our group is perfect. love it better. And, and the thing that they uh, contrast that with is, I guess, uh, Battlefield and Call of Duty, where you just go into a giant lobby. Um, and join a game from there. You're going to be able to actually create your group first, and then your group goes um, in and forms a game. Yeah. So I think that's going to be great. I've had uh, my
0: uh, my wife had watched the uh, Homestead trailer, and mm-hmm. uh, she has um, she's a very jaded eye. You know that she's you know been fo- critical critical eye. Thank you. She's been following mm-hmm. games forever, and, and you know nothing really impresses her. And I was like, Are you not impressed? and she was like she goes no oh, you know it's it's cool she goes she goes the reason why i'm not completely blown away is and, and to their credit she's the thing that is impressive is the fact that they are are smart enough to pull from all the best in different games to tie them all together she's like everything that I'm seeing here with the exception of the under the hood stuff uh, you know but a lot of she's like a lot of what I see here I've seen in other games it's just that CIG is really doing a fantastic job of, of pulling all of that together and I think the same holds true for you know whatever lobby whatever the final iteration of the lobby system is, is it's not necessarily they're not necessarily reinventing the lobby system wheel but they're taking the best pieces from all all the other different lobby systems that they've seen, and in turn creating something that's fresh and new and very user friendly. Same with kind of what they're doing with the website. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I think a lot of people had had talked about you know that Star Citizen's website is is in some respects uh, very similar to Discord, or is going to eventually be very similar to Discord. And so it's that same type of concept where it's like they're not necessarily creating a Discord, but what they're doing is going, Discord works because of this reason. Let's bring those elements into uh,
1: the development of the website. Right, right, exactly, exactly. They're they're using best practices. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... Uh like I said, better matchmaking, flickering lights, intricate corridors, the Herald, the Hoplite, uh, Helmet 2.0, a new HUD and widgets. I'm not sure what a widget is, but we're gonna get them. And uh, you know, Jimmy, it's just like Tom Petty said. He said a lot of things. I was I was waiting for you to do it. The the waiting, the, the waiting is the hardest part. <laughs> I like <laughs> and, I like making you flounder a little bit. Thank you. Um, And be sure to don't miss the the behind-the-scenes animation segment. It is visually delicious. Um, And then, most recently, we had uh, RTV 2.12. Again, we're in the Austin. Uh, This time, it's hosted by Tyler Witkin. Um, And we uh, talked with... uh, Who talked with? uh, Senior animator David Petty, who, as far as we know, could be related to Tom Petty. Uh, Or Richard Petty. I doubt it. Or both. Think about that. Laura Petty? And... Huh? Laura Petty that that her too tank girl man that's oh man it's been oh, so I had nights.
0: such a crush on tank girl in the nineties, who didn't exactly,
1: and lighting artist, par excellence Mr. M. Ray Switzer, who's doing all the lighting for Star Marine, so you got that going for you, nice. And so they discuss animations and, go figure, lighting. So uh, check that out. Um, I, I still miss the old RTV. It was so much fun. I mean, because you had Ben there. And, and when you have Ben, where Ben goes, puns follow. Mm, that's true. You know, yeah. So, um, and then finally, from the, it just came out last Friday department, the October Monthly Studio Report. Report, report, report. Um, is that a herald in your hangar or are you just happy to see me?
0: Oh, cannot wait. That's the big get for me for 2.6. hmm
1: And uh, I don't know if you've seen the presentation, but if you look at image number four, number four, image number four. Image number four? Mm-hmm. Image number four. Uh-huh. Are you th- Are you there? No.
0: Which one's image number four? Oh, yeah, that's image number four. Look at that. Mm-hmm. I'm getting marked that for his birthday.
1: <laughs> you think he'll like it? Yeah, I think he'll like that. Okay, good. Don't tell him what it is. Okay. All right. Um, and uh, But uh, I thought uh, oh, there's so much information in, in the uh, October report, so definitely do check that out on your lunch hour or two. Um, But uh, the Squadron 42 Vertical Slice, that's what they're calling the demo we're going to see, it's the Vertical Slice. Um, It was selected, what was selected, contains almost all aspects of gameplay and avoids spoilers. So um, Mark, if you're listening, you can open your eyes now, it's okay. You're not going to get spurt if you you enjoy the uh, demo along with the rest of us. Um, And then I think uh, one of the more exciting bits of information... Um, all Squadron 42 levels are now in final art, which uh, is significant, Jimmy, because uh, um, when we uh, uh, were chatting with Chris about this, and I feel like we were chatting with him because we were in the front row. Oh, so, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, that uh, at that point, everything was in gray box or better. Now everything is in final art. So um, I think that that, uh, that portends for a, you know, it may happen before the end of the year. What? First quarter next year. Squadron 42? Year. Yeah, first quarter next year. Um, but then let's remember what happened at CitizenCon. What ki- and back to the uh, ATV Special Edition, what uh, killed the demo was uh, the AI in uh, subsum- subsumption. So I think that that's really, um, you know, if we're trying to gauge when we're going to see both the demo and also getting... Um, uh, get the release of Squadron 42, I think, you know, subsumption is like the main blocker. Or is a, is a significant blocker that uh, we should keep our um, our ears uh, uh, open for any information about. Well, and a more lively universe, too. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, no, it's important. It's important. Well, that's the thing is, is you know, they're developing this subsumption system. It's... It, key for Squadron 42, but it's also, it's really key for Star Citizen. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, gosh, that was a lot of stuff. I hope some of it made sense. Nope, none um, of it. Good. We're right back on track then. Um, so coming up, uh, 2.6 to the PTU. Gosh, hoping, hoping sometime soon. We got a live stream coming up, Jimmy. It's going to be uh, a week from this coming Friday. Wow, that's soon. And um, what are you expecting? We will see.
0: Good question. Don't know. Um, possibly uh, some
1: playthrough of two point six. Well, um, we know, and, and I'm cheating here uh, at the um, at the end of the um, monthly report. I believe it was uh, they did say that it's going to be uh, the live stream is going to be focused on the ship pipeline. Oh, okay. But really hoping and, and you know and traditionally this is when a bunch of ships go on sale.
0: Well I was going to say aren't we ramping up to the anniversary sale uh and uh Christmas and all the the
1: right. special exactly. sales that come up towards the uh end of the year? And it's already started with um the um, uh, the Super Hornet is back on sale uh with a it's a special discount price. Um, and also the Starfare and the Gemini are both on sale right now, so um, I think they're they're ramping up to that. But gosh, I would real I, I really hope that we see Squadron Forty Two mission demo. Um, and uh, and how cool would it be if for that live stream we get the demo and a two point six release? That would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. And and, and might be, would, be a good call. And it, and that would be just a crazy lot. So. Um, uh, but you know what you know what Santa I'm sitting here on your knee you ask me what I want Give it to me Just the it. <laughs> settle down All right Please go to engine.com they are the quick easy and free solution for hosting your community website that's e n j i n.com Um, be sure to check out Star Citizen, the base radio at radio.starcitizenbase.com, where you can find a broadcast of one of our shows every Saturday afternoon. Remember, we are available on the Google Play Music. You can reach the podcast by email. We are comms at versecast.org. On the Twitters, we are at versecast. Do be sure to use the hashtag TGWS. Our RSI, Star Citizen Organization, can be found at robertsspaceindustries.com slash orgs slash versecast. On Steam, we are those guys with ships. And please do be sure to check out our gaming community website at versecast.org. My name is Gleep, and all my con... Oh, I, I blew right past it. All my contact information is in the show notes. Jimmy? Uh, my name
0: is Jimmy, and you can find me most chatty over at Twitter, at Jimmy Croker. Uh, and then, uh, you know, Quantum Drive might be on hiatus, but I am replaying all of Season 2. Um, That's true. on episode Coming up on Episode 7 right now, uh, 7 of 13. And I'm still around and still uh, live uh, live posting the songs on Thursday nights. Uh, Saturday, I'm not really around. It's the show just kind of auto-runs. Uh, same with Thursday morning. But Thursday night, I am still around. I am still uh, on our uh, official RSI uh, in our official RSI chat channel. I'm still uh, over at uh, Discord uh, on the bases channel. So I'm still hanging around every Thursday night. Uh, the only difference is I'm you know I'm not doing the show live. I'm just rebroadcasting it and uh, uploading the uh, song tracks and chatting with whoever's around.
1: Awesome. Um, yes, it's um, and Thursdays uh, we tend to uh, get together. Uh, if we're available um, in game and hang out and listen to Quantum Drive together, and it's a lot of fun. It's I I love that you guys do that
0: because that's always been the intent of the show is that it's best listened to in verse while you're playing game while you're playing the game, and um, I just like I, it's so cool that the organization you know has a little get together on Thursday nights and and does that. It just really it tickles me to no end.
1: Yay. All right. Well, until next time then, we are Those Guys With Ships, and this has been the Versecast. See you guys. I've got little space-cabit paws coming in under the
0: door. Ah, let us in, Daddy.